Hello and welcome to the Yarniacs podcast. This is episode number 221, which we are recording on Friday, June 19th, 2020. I'm Gail. And I'm Charlene. And happy Juneteenth to everybody. Absolutely. In Santa Cruz, I'm proud to say that it has been a holiday that we celebrate here. We usually do have a big gathering downtown where there is music and food and some basketball played, I know. And I think actually, as we speak, my husband is attending a Zoom Juneteenth festivity at his work that, oh, that's great that they have done in the past as well. So it's by a long shot, not our first year with this holiday, despite what our president would have everybody think. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. All right, so on to the knitting. What are you wearing? Well, I am wearing my event shirt for a past knockers retreat right now, and I haven't been wearing too many knitted items. The weather has been quite warm, but I do remember wearing my ranunculus sweater at some point in the past couple of weeks now winning oh is you too yep (laughs) and i like you gail probably the reason that you've been wearing that sweater is because it is so nice and light Mm -hmm. the fabric is made with let's see i made mine with one strand of a fingering and one strand of a mohair And so the fabric is extremely nice and light, and that makes it easy to wear on cooler mornings because we are having, our, our days have been back and forth. We've had a few days that are cool and then a few days that are really, really hot. So it gives some opportunity for sweater wear. I hear Boo. That's or Boo. In the back. That's Aww. Boo. <laughs> boo, I miss you. He's saying hi to me because he hasn't seen me in real life in so long. Yes. So how Aww. about you, Gail? What are you? What have you been wearing? Well, I have been wearing ranunculus at home this week, and last week I went on vacation. I dared to travel, and I went to Spokane to see my daughter Alex and my granddaughter Olivia and my son-in-law Josh. And the weather in Spokane was very tumultuous. It was rainy, but not super cold. And then it would get warm and muggy. But I did have the opportunity to wear some sweaters. So I wore (laughs) confetti in the airport because airports, it was a very unique experience traveling during a pandemic. Oh, I'll bet. It was very, very odd. They were deplaning us on the tarmac instead of in a jetway. And it was pouring down rain coming home when I had my layover in Portland. So luckily I had my confetti in my bag and I wore it the rest of the way home because then I was wet and chilly. Right. So I was very glad I had my confetti. No, it wasn't super (laughs) delightful. But I also wore my throwover, my new throwover pullover while I was in Spokane. So yeah, I got lots of sweater wear and brought several with me. So Alex was trying on various sweaters of mine. And I think I've won her over to the mohair blend. She had only seen it on camera and she kept telling me those are my sweaters that needed a shave. Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) She saw it in person and she said, oh, it's much softer than I thought it would be. So 
I'm I'm kind of guessing I'm going to get a request for a mohair blend sweater from Alex in the <laughs> not too distant future. So I've actually been getting a chance to wear a lot of my hand knits. I'm pretty excited about that. Yay. And I wanted to add that Ranunculus is a pattern by Midori Hirose. Do you, when we talked about it not too long ago, I called her Midori Ito. Oops. <laughs> Instead <of Midori> <laughs> Not the figure skater, but the knitwear designer. So doubly important to get it right this time. Exactly. (laughs) And what have you been stocking? All right. I have been stocking a pair of socks. They are. Yeah. They're really cute. They are called Dambisa Socks, and they're by Noma Endelovu. And she is the designer that I stocked several episodes ago, she has a ruched shawl that I quite like, and I haven't made yet. And now she's got these socks, which are really cute. They're shorty socks, which I realized are really good for summer wear. I have a couple pairs, and I like to wear them around the house during the summer when it's kind of chilly. They're just really nice to wear around the house. And the shorty socks, this pair has lace on the foot, a lace pattern on the top of the foot, and then just for, I I don't know, it's not very long, just the little bit that it goes above the heel in the round, because they're pretty short. They're only ankle socks. But they're, they're cute, and they don't take much yarn. Looks like the smallest size is only 240 yards. So you can get probably a pair and a half, maybe, out of one skein of yarn. So, a pair and a half? <laughs> well, you know, like there's going to be that awkward little bit left. Yeah. So you could either use it to make, a, you know, mix it, mix and match with some other leftover that you have for another pair or maybe a kid's pair of some kind of sock or booty. Now if you did toes and heels in a contrasting color do you think that you could maybe get two pairs out of that or I hard think to know it's depends possible. on the size unit. Yeah. yeah I think it's possible I really do because socks always seem to especially shorty socks I can't imagine that it would take more than half of a skein for the smaller sizes at least so and what kind of heel was it did you mention that i did not mention but it looks like it is just a i don't know what you call a a standard heel there the socks are knit cuff down so i don't know what do you call just a regular knit back and forth standard heel i'm not even sure. I don't, know. I don't knit enough socks to know the different names of the heel. But if it's the standard one, I know I know how to do it. So yeah, that's, all ex- I need to know. I, that's what I, I think it is. So those are the Dambisa socks by Noma Endelovu. The second thing I have been stocking is a pattern called Kibushi, and it's by Ririko. This one is a really cute top-down pullover sweater, also knit in fingering white. I believe you would call this a ballet neck. It's not super wide, 
But it's not like a scoop neck and it's not a crew neck. So I something in between that. Okay. <laughs> so I believe you would call it a ballet neck. I'm not entirely positive. But it is... Let's see, the sleeves are in the pattern. I think she said that the sleeves are made with a saddle shoulder construction. So the yoke is worked first in the round with saddle shoulder construction, and then for a bit back and forth separately to the underarm, and then it's joined again. So the lower body will be knit in the round, and once you join... Very soon after you join, there's a lace pattern on the bottom of the sweater, which is very nice. And then the sleeves, there's a lace pattern that goes down the sleeve that starts at the saddle shoulder, which goes all the way up to the neckline. So you've got this lace pattern going down the sleeve that starts at the neckline. Very cute. I like a lot of Ruriko's other designs. And one of the things that I noticed about the pattern is that it's got eight sizes. So it's got a really inclusive size range. It looks like it goes from, I need to look in the inches. It goes from 38 inches to 75 inches. So there's a lot of sizes to choose from on this one. So that is Kibushi by Ruriko. And then the third thing I am stocking is, an, well, it's not a free pattern. It's an almost free pattern because it's only $1. <laughs> oh. And the designer is donating 100% of each sale will be donated to Black Lives Matter biannually is what the pattern page says. And this is a pattern by Kelly McClure, who previously designed the sock head hat that both of us have knit. This one is another hat. It's called the Fog Eater hat. And it's pretty basic, but the nice thing about this is that it's got a double brim and then you can also fold it over. If you make the hat really long, you could fold it over and almost get a triple brim hat if you really want that warmth. And it looks like it's all knit in stockinette stitch in the round. Yeah, the pattern page says no purling. And it can be made slouchy, like the slouchy sock head pad or slouchy sock head hat. <laughs> or it can be made a little more snug fitting. And the pattern is knit in a DK weight yarn, which she has achieved in her sample knit by using a fingering and a lace weight together. So if you want to combine yarns, this is another pattern that you can try out for combining yarns, which is fun. Nice. Yeah, we've had a fun, good time doing that. And this one has five sizes ranging from child to an adult XL. And yeah, excellent. One dollar. That's of one dollar towards a good cause. One dollar towards a really good cause. Yeah. So Fog Eater Hat by Kelly McClure. 
What are you stalking, Gail? Well, I haven't had a whole lot of time to stalk lately. Work has been super busy, and then I was on vacation last week, so wasn't on a computer at all. But I have been stalking a few things, and it started because I knit the Scrappy Smarled Hat by Tiff Nealon. And then as you do when you're on Ravelry and you click through the designer and then you look at all the other things that designer has designed, I discovered that she is, her aesthetic for her designs, I just love. And there were two things in particular that I'm planning to knit. The first one is called the Spruce and Lichen Beret, and it's a fingering held doubled with mohair, and it's just a simple, adorable little beret. And you know, my life goal is to learn how to rock the beret. So (laughs) I'm planning to knit one of those for myself. And the other one I really like is called the gray space and it's a pullover sweater. My only concern with that and my ability to wear it is that it's worsted held doubled with mohair silk lace. So it would be really warm for us. So I don't know if I could pull it off, but it's super, super cute. It's top down and it's a circular yoke construction, and she has two colors. So the top color then shifts into the bottom color, and she uses slip stitches, so it looks like there's color work to make it happen. And some people knit it in one color, but I liked the two-color version, and it has a funnel neck at the top, and then at the bottom it has a tulip hem, so it has the high-low hem, and it's just super, super cute. I love that look. Nice. And Yeah, it's super cute. That one's called Gray Space, and then she just came out with a new one this week called Wanderlight, and it's a super cute short sleeve. Kind of reminds me of Donner because it has like the stripes formed by texture. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, and it, it looks like a great summer top. It looks, I'm going to click through on my phone. Yeah, I'm going to look for it. <laughs> yeah, it's... That sounds appealing to me. Two strands of fingering held doubled. And I think she used a linen blend yarn, I think. This new Ravelry interface. Er-er. I'm not able to see it as easily. Fingering merino nylon. Okay, so it's merino nylon held doubled. Uh, fingering held doubled. But it's a super, super cute top and it does look like something you'd wear Charlene. I don't tend to like the short sleeve sweaters very much but um, it's a super cute pattern. So Tiffany Lynn, she's my new designer crush. (laughs) And another thing, so there have been two big Supreme Court rulings in the U.S. this week and both of them have made me incredibly happy. One of them is the non-discrimination against LGBTQ people in the U.S. So now employers cannot discriminate against people for gender, sexual orientation, etc., which it's about time. Why wasn't that a law already? But there is a new pattern in Hot Right Now today, and now that I'm trying to find it on my phone, of course I cannot. All right, it's called the Nimbus Sweater. It's a designer that is entirely new to me, and it is a Turkish name, and I do not know how it's pronounced, but their username is Pufido Knits, and this is a super cute unisex sweater, and the sweater is a top-down, but it has a really cool v-neck, and I don't normally like v-necks, but this has a cable pattern in the v-neck that is just really a beautiful design detail. And it's very oversized, and it has the big puffy sleeves. 
if I was to knit it, I would not do the puffy sleeves, but <laughs> it's a really beautiful sweater. And let's see what else. It's a worsted weight yarn, which surprised me, but it's a mohair nylon wool blend. So it would still have that light, airy feeling, even though it's worsted. Yeah, because all the fabric on the sleeve, it looks very light. It Doesn't looks, it? Yeah, it looks it's like lighter than a worsted weight fabric. It really does. But I think that part of that might be the fact that it's knit at such an open gauge. It's mm -hmm. knit at only 15 stitches to four inches. So I think it's knit on a larger size needle than one would normally knit a worsted white yarn. I mm -hmm. think I, I'm not familiar with that yarn, so I can't say that for sure. But that might be one of the reasons. And yeah, it also tell. says that it's 78% mohair. So that's a lot of mohair. Yeah, it looks like it's mostly mohair. Yeah, it has it does. that need to shave look. But I think you're right with the puffiness of the sleeves. That wouldn't be achieved with a worsted weight like Cascade 220 or something right. like that. They, they <laughs> right. would not be poofy looking. Like no, no. And it, it's so pretty. And it doesn't hurt that it's in that pale lavender color that I love so much. <laughs> <laughs> so it, the, the style and the fabric spoke to me. The color spoke to you. It's a beautiful sweater. Yeah, I really do it like is. it. it Unfortunately, is. there's only one project so far, but let's hope that more people knit it. Because I think we could probably do it with two strands of silk mohair. I think you probably could. You're right. Yeah, You're right. Notice I said we. <laughs> I'm already volunteering you to knit it with me. <laughs> well, it's it's a sweater that is different looking. Exactly. It's, you it's got the mohair look, but different. Yeah, you immediately look at it and you... You notice it because it's different from a lot of things that are popping up on Ravelry right now. I agree. And someone mentioned, so the sweater that I stocked last time, the Solasta, has that same type of puffy sleeve that then pulls in really close to the wrist. Mm -hmm. And I had mentioned that those get in my way. And I think it was Robbie who mentioned that she's seen those three quarter instead. Mm -hmm. So the, pu the poof happens higher up on your forearm so that it's not in the way of your hands all right. the time. I can see the sweater with shorter sleeves like that too. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So anyways, that's the Nimbus sweater by Pufito Knits. And take a look. Hand washing is more important than ever these days. But how are your hands holding up with all that soap and hand sanitizing? If they're getting dry like mine, you need to check out lolobody.com. Lolo Body Care has the most effective, long-lasting, best-smelling moisturizers available. Lolo was made for the skin you're in. It deeply moisturizes and penetrates skin, which means it lasts through multiple hand washings. And the Lolo Bar comes in a fabulous tin that you can recycle or refill when empty. With over 30 different scents and two sizes, it will be hard to choose just one. Check out lolobody.com and discover which eco-luscious Lolo Bar is calling your name. Thank you, Kismet and Lolo Body Care. Yeah, Gail and I both hit the Lolo Body Care booth at Stitches West. And just like 
I said, I'm very glad I did because with all this hand sanitizing, I have been getting some dermatitis irritations on my hand. Yeah, no and kidding. I, yeah, and I have a couple of tins of the Plain Jane Lolo, which is the, they don't have any additional scent added to it. And I use that as often as I can remember to do it. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I forget. And one of the things that I have found that has really helped is to lolo up my hands right as I'm going to sleep, when I'm going to bed, because then it just penetrates my hands while I sleep. And that works really well. And I wake up with moisturized hands in the morning. That's a brilliant idea, especially with the plain Jane one, because Mm -hmm. that would... I love the scented ones also, but when I'm trying to sleep and Mike is super sensitive, so it wouldn't go over well if I was wearing a scented hand thing, but that would be really great because my dry skin is getting so bad. It's actually snagging my knitting. Oh, yes. I've, I've had some irritation rashes, so the, it's really helped just to keep them moisturized really helps. And one of the wonderful things is that now you can also just buy refills for your tin. So you don't have to keep paying for new tins every time. You can just buy the refill and put in your already owned tin. And for all the essential workers out there who wash their hands even more than the rest of us, it's worth a try. And thank you again, all of the essential workers who are working so hard during the pandemic that is still happening, despite the fact that some people seem to think it's over. Just wanted to say thank you again. Yes, absolutely. Because some of the numbers are pretty scary right now. So everybody, please, please stay safe out there. Wear your masks, wash your hands, and continue to be careful. All right. So what have you been knitting? I have pulled out my Breathe and Hope again, I am happy to say. And I am on, I believe I'm on the eighth segment now out of 10. So I'm getting there. (laughs) And it is so pretty. I have a picture on my project page that I took before I wound the yarn. And the photo shows the two skeins just wrapped around each other. And I love both of these two skeins. One of them is a skein from Candy Skein. It's their yummy fingering base, which is very yummy. I really love this one. (laughs) And the color is Princess Pudding. It's a neutral tone with some splashes of yellow, some splashes of pink leaning towards a little purple. And it just happens to match perfectly the smoked lilac color of the Western Sky Knits Magnolia Sock not that orchid. I paired with it. Not burnt orchid, <laughs> no. <laughs> Smoked lilac. And the two look yummy together. And it's a lighter yarn combination. There, it's got high contrast to it, but it it once the two yarns are together, it, it reads as a, a lighter tone than a lot of my shawls. So it's definitely going to be something that I can wear in the summertime. Awesome. Yeah, I like that a lot. I 
I like it a lot, a lot, a lot. <laughs> so that is, let's see. Oh, and I also have a hat that I just started last night that's right sitting right here with me because I'm just on the stockinette portion that's going round and round and round. And this one is a kitty cat hat for a friend's granddaughter. For Julia? It is. Oh. <laughs> and right now I'm not following a pattern. I think I'm just going to knit, knit, knit in the round until it's tall enough. And then I will do the little thing that I've done in the past to create little ears and call it done. <laughs> what yarn are you using? I, oh, I should talk about the yarn because I am using that online yarn that we got oh, not too long ago. Which one? And I'm using the number one, which is the wool and Angora, oh, which is actually the one that we went and that we started out with this the angora yarn was the one that we wanted to try first and then we ended up buying several others or, some other options as well but you have to try and them all both, if you're putting in, yes. in order for overseas <laughs> exactly and so we both bought some of the angora yarn as well and i'm because the color did not turn out to be the color that i thought it was going to be the color turned out a little more red than pink because that happened i am stranding it with some leftover mohair which is a hot pink oh. in the hopes that that will kind of make oh, it oh it's so pretty more pink Shalene and i are facetiming while we record today so that we can <laughs> see each other because we can't do it in real life yeah so hopefully that will make it read more pink than the red that the the yarn that I ordered in the Angora turned out to be more red than pink yeah, it did. than I thought it should have. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it's one of those things. I only ordered one skein and I'm not going to return one skein overseas. So I'll find a way to use it. And this is how I'm using it. Excellent. So, yeah. So just a generic hat on this one right now. But so far, the yarn is quite nice. And like I said, since I'm knitting it with a mohair, it's kind of double fuzzy. <laughs> oh, it's got to be so nice. <laughs> yeah, it's really nice. I'm worried. I think I may have made the hat too large for a toddler. Remember, little, hopefully, they have bigger heads than you think they do. Yeah, hopefully it will fit soon if it is a little large. And she has because the curly I, hair, so that will help. Yeah, yeah, hopefully it'll work. So I'm going to make a couple different sizes and send them along. So And she can grow into the ones that are too big. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So that's just a generic kitty cat hat. Those are the only things I'm working on right now. How about you? What are you knitting? Look, I'm working on a hat too. <laughs> <laughs> so I hit a part in my knitting the other night that I was unhappy and had to rip back a lot of mohair. That was frustrating. So Aww. I decided to start another scrappy smarled hat by Tiff Neeland because they're super fun and easy and I'm using three bits of leftover single ply fingering. 
So yeah, that just it goes through it the yarn, really doesn't does, it? Because this is and they look so pretty. Yeah, they're cool with the three colors in there. Yeah, it's kind of a very nice marled look. And this is at least the third. I think this is the third one that I've knit, and they go really quickly because three strands of fingering held doubled on big needles goes very quickly. So that's what I'm knitting as we're recording. And I'm also working on my Salasta. So last episode, I was stocking this sweater by the, the Dyer of Kindred Knits. And oh, darn it, I forgot to look up her name. Her name is actually in the Pom Pom Quarterly magazine, but I forgot to look and now it's in the other room. Oh, okay. But I wanted to knit it. I wanted to start it before vacation and mm-hmm. I didn't want to order anything. So what I did is I looked through all of my leftover mohair silk lace bits and found some pinks that I can fade and then I have a sweater quantity of hazel knits mohair silk I think it's called arrow mo in the midge colorway which is a kind of brownie pink mauvey color so I'm going to fade into that color so that will be the bottom of the sweater and the top of the sweater is where you do most of the marling with the little bits of yarn so I have separated for sleeves, and now I'm just knitting down on the body, which has a split hem, and it has a doubled hem. You actually hold fingering together with the mohair, and then you double it and knit it together to give a double thickness so that it will has the weight to pull that mohair down. Otherwise, it would just be floaty everywhere. And this is the sweater that caused me to cast on this hat because when I knit on vacation, I'm not paying attention to what I'm doing. And I didn't knit very much on vacation. So when I picked the sweater up and put it back down and picked it up and put it down, I got lost and forgot to do a whole increase row and didn't realize it until I was separating for sleeves the first time and separated for the second sleeve and thought, oh my gosh, where did I don't have enough stitches? What did I do wrong? So I pulled way back and had to do the proper increases and whatever but Mm -hmm. back to where I was and I'm about to start fading in the second of the three colors so it's going to be a faded marled sweater so all sorts (laughs) of things going on in the sweater but it's really fun to knit it's just a single ply single strand of the mohair silk lace for most of the sweater so talk about light oh my goodness incredibly light knit at a very open gauge So I'm loving that one right now. And I'm going multi-craftual lately. Before (laughs) I left on vacation, Max said, do you know how to embroider? And I said, I've never embroidered before. And he said, want to learn with me? I said, heck yeah. So we went on Etsy and we found some beginner embroidery kits that had the hoop, the fabric, the floss, the needle, everything. And I ordered one called Fat Bert. It's a little tiny bird. It's like a three inch round hoop. And it only has three different stitches in it. It has a back stitch, the Lazy Daisy, and the French Knot. And it's by Dioramist is the name of the Etsy shop. And I will put these all in the top post of the thread for this episode in our Ravelry group. I've finished the body of the little tiny bird. I have finished the little flowers that are in the body of the bird. I have to do my French knots. I've done French knots in cross stitch and I'm not very good at them. So I've been (laughs) putting off my French knots. 
Max ordered a bigger cross, not cross stitch, a bigger embroidery kit that's a sprig of lavender. And he had four different stitches in his, and it was at least twice as big as mine, probably three times. And he finished it. So last weekend, after I came home from vacation, he and I sat down and started our projects. And we happily embroidered in the backyard together for a few hours on Saturday and on Sunday. And then yesterday, I was knitting, separating the sleeves for Celasta while he was finishing his French knots. And he is a born master of French knots. He just nailed them first thing. So I tried to get him to do my French knots too, but he said, no, I'd have to do it myself. So thanks a lot. But that's been really, really fun. And he wants to do embroidery on clothes. He is super excited about that. And we're trying to decide if we should get some more kits that have more stitches or if we should just go for it and get some floss and he'll just do it on clothes and experiment. So stay tuned for that craft. And I started a cross stitch project. So I used to cross stitch all the time before I learned to knit and crochet. And my family, I've made everyone but Mike a Christmas stocking, you know, big Christmas stocking that's cross stitch. And then my aunt, who's a seamstress, sews them together for me with beautiful Christmas fabric. And they're just beautiful works of art. And I haven't made one for Mike because his neighbor knit him a stocking when he was a child. So his is very unique and we keep his as it is. But between the stockings and all the wall hanging and and things that I've cross-stitched through the years, it's been over a decade since I've done any cross-stitching. And we were on a Zoom call with our friends, Kim and Heather. Kim is Western Sky Knits, and Heather used to die with her. And Heather held up this adorable Christmas ornament that she was cross-stitching. And I, of course, went off and had to see all the different (laughs) things that, that the seller on Etsy offers. And it's Satsuma Street on Etsy. And I had purchased some little city cross-stitch patterns from her. There's a little city Paris, a little city London, Tokyo, San Francisco. There are a couple iconic cities. And I purchased it, started it, and then kind of petered out. I didn't keep working on it. But the ornaments come as a kit. You can either get the PDF cross-stitch pattern or you can get a kit. And the kits have perforated paper. So instead of cross-stitching on Ada fabric or linen, it's this heavy cardstock perforated paper. So the holes are where you put in your stitches and it's metallic. It's gold, shiny metallic on one side. So you're working on that side as the public facing side. And then instead of doing backstitch around the cross-stitch, which you would often do, you cut the paper super so it gives this gold border around your whole ornament and then it's this flat ornament that you can hang on the tree and heather's was a day of the dead sugar skull and it was beautiful so i have traditionally taken my children to see the nutcracker every second or third year for christmas and i would love to start that tradition with olivia right now she's too young but soon and so i decided to order the nutcracker kit there's a clara oh nice there's a sugar plum fairy and there is a nutcracker and I started the Clara and it's really really fun I at (laughs) first was thinking oh it's going to be kind of drudgery it's so much slower for me to cross stitch than it is to knit but I was enjoying it so much so that's awesome yeah I'm super excited so embroidery cross stitch and knitting all since the last episode I feel like 
I'm almost cheating on my knitting, but in a good way. <laughs> I feel like Jess Delphini, and that's what I feel like. So watch out. Pretty soon I'll be I'll be sewing and spinning too. Not really, but well, you know, I've just been I've been doing a few other things too. Like I've been reading a lot more than I was previously. It's just the state of the world. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I can't focus on my knitting. So Yeah, exactly. It's like trying to focus on anything has been a challenge. So distracting yeah. myself with different things has been helpful. Yeah, I think that's exactly it. Yep. All right. And have you finished anything from the last episode? I'm guessing you have. I did. Oh, I, I finished my Annabelle top. Oh, I'll, I should go. I'll get it later and show you. I don't want to run off and get it now. But the Annabelle blouse is a pattern by Hobby Design, which is another Danish yarn company. And it's a peasant style top. And I really loved making this one. It was so easy because it's mostly all knitting in the round. I mentioned previously that you start with a garter stitch neckband, neckline. You make four ridges of garter stitch. And then when you switch to stockinette stitch, you almost immediately go to, well, immediately you go to the two rows where you increase. So you've got two rows of lots of increases, and that's your top right there. Once you have all those increases in place, you knit for several inches until it's time to separate out the sleeves and the body. And then you have three tubes and you just knit straight and that's it. <laughs> I can't wait to see you in yours because I think it's, I want to knit that. It's pretty easy because, well, once you have all those additional stitches, then the folds of fabric just kind of, not pleat, but they kind of ruffle in place just like a traditional peasant style top would the, that's made out of woven fabric is what I'm trying mm -hmm. to say. So really cute, really easy. The only thing I was thinking that I might want to do at some point is I might want to sew some kind of reinforcement on the neckline, like maybe a silk ribbon on the underside or something like that when I can get into a store and buy one. <laughs> minor, minor detail. Yeah, it's the color that I used. I used the whole Scarn Coast and the color that I used is called Sea Lavender. And so it's a very pale grayish purple. I think it would be hard to match if I, mm. for example, if I called Hearts and said, can you find me a sea lavender silk ribbon <laughs> or a satin ribbon? I mean, or velvet ribbon, even it's going to be hard to match. Yeah. You have to do it so, in person for sure. Yeah, yeah. Because if I go gray, then I have to get the right kind of gray. I can't have too cool of a gray and there's not going to be, there may be a lavender or a pale pink that would work. So 
I don't know when I'll be able to get yeah. into a fabric store to look at ribbons and I can wear it the way it is. But that's that's the only thing I might want to add at some point. See, I was thinking so, I might want to knit that in lace weight. And mm-hmm. maybe for I think it'd be great it be in pretty lace weight. If I knit the collar with lace held doubled with fingering doubled. and did a doubled. That's, yeah. yeah. That's exactly what I was going to suggest. Yeah. Do the neckline. Hold the lace weight double and then just go to the single for the rest of it. And then there's a little border around the sleeves. You could knit that double as well Mm -hmm. so that it kind of matches. Okay, please model it for me when we're done. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So that is the Annabelle Blouse by Hobby Design. Have you finished anything? I have. So before I left for Spokane, Alex had requested another ponytail hat because she loves hers so much. And I was knitting that, I believe, when we recorded the last episode. It was a huge hit. She loved it. I used the cactus color in Madeline Tosh Vintage for her hat. And it was the March hat pattern. But I modified it to have a doubled brim that started with a provisional cast on folded it, and then knit those provisionally cast-on stitches with the live stitches to have a double thickness brim that you don't have to fold. Mm -hmm. And while I was working on that hat, Alex said her aunt loved her CC copycat beanie that I knit for her. I knit Alex and her aunt Stella matching hats, and Stella's favorite color is red. So I knit her a March hat, just like Alex's, but in red Malabrigo Rios, the Ravelry Red colorway. Oh, nice. So it was very cute when I got there and gave Alex the hat because I arrived on Alex's birthday. So she opened her hat and Stella was there and Stella was very jealous. And she said, you might accidentally (laughs) find that hat's missing, Alex. And I was already, I had cast on her red hat on the airplane on the way. So I told her later, I said, you don't have to steal Alex's because I'm making this one for you. And so I gave it to her while I was there. And she was just thrilled, absolutely thrilled. That's great. So two March hats finished. And I finished my Pappas Pullover by Midori Hiroshi. And I haven't even tried it on yet. I tried it on partway, but I haven't tried it on since I bound it off earlier today. So more details on that. But looking at it, and holding it up to myself, I think I'm going to love, love, love wearing this in the summertime. Yay. Super open fabric, lace weight on big needles. And if it looks on me like I expect it to, I see another one of those in my future. And I had one more finish. That's a cute story. So the Malia, we Malia that I knit for Olivia for Christmas, the sweater. They call it the cuteness cloak. That is what Josh has (laughs) named that sweater. It's her cuteness cloak. So we were going on a walk my last morning, Josh, Olivia, and I, Alex was still asleep, and Olivia was wearing her cuteness cloak, and I was telling Josh the story about Susan giving me those buttons at Stitches. Oh, yeah. Because Susan, Susan Bell, gave me these beautiful vintage-looking pink buttons that have round sparkly bits in them they look kind of like rhinestones like glittery rhinestones and i use those on olivia's wee malia and i sewed them on to within an inch of their life so that olivia wouldn't end up choking on them i was very very careful about sewing them on well (laughs) so as we're walking and i'm talking to josh telling him the story about the buttons 
all of a sudden, Olivia is kind of making weird noises and pulling at her mouth. And we both looked at her and like, what's wrong? Because Olivia never makes unhappy noises. She's seriously never cries. It's amazing. And I said, I think she has something in her mouth. Well, she had been sucking on the buttons and one of those little sparkly bits had come off in her mouth. As I was talking about the buttons, it was so weird. So I am replacing the buttons on the cuteness cloak with something that won't, you know, that's child friendly, that won't. But um, sad because they looked really good on the cuteness cloak and they were just made to be. (laughs) Yeah, they were really pretty buttons. They are. And they're on my Magnolia chunky cardi and now i'll have enough to put something on something for alex instead so she and i can have matchy matchy buttons and olivia can have something different so yeah adult buttons exactly that's the (laughs) cloak button redo story (laughs) so it's almost time for the colors of fall mid along i can't believe it's almost here Cast on is this Sunday, the 21st, with the summer solstice. Yay! Yay! <laughs> the longest day of the year, as we are, we are now leading up to the longest day of the mm-hmm. year, is what I meant to say. It was light, still a little light out last night at nine o'clock. Yeah. So it was very cool. <laughs> it's crazy. And it's also going to be Father's Day in the U.S., so... Happy Father's oh, Day right. to anyone yeah. who's listening who is celebrating. Neither of us have a specific project we're casting on this Sunday for Colors of Fall. We do not. Yeah. I'm sure I will find something between now and then because I am ready to cast on another project. So I'm going to go look in the threads where Robbie has posted all of the color cards for the colors, for the colors of fall. So I'll go there, take a look, and I'm sure I'll... So one of the big surprises that we all got this week was when we logged on to Ravelry, and there was a surprise change of interface. I can't remember what day it was. What's today? Like Wednesday, Today's maybe? Friday, so Tuesday yeah, maybe Tuesday or Wednesday. I thought so. Ravelry had been hacked. I was so surprised. I was like, <laughs> oh no, someone hacked Ravelry. So we've been living with it for a couple of days now. And I guess there has been quite a lot of comment about how the new layout, which does have quite a bit of white space and it has some harshness to the colors. There's some really dark black drop shadows and apparently it's causing some folks to have headaches. And for me, I was seeing a lot of the text was wavering kind of after reading it for a couple of minutes, which causes eye strain So today, when I woke up, I saw a post that Ravelry is allowing you to choose their classic look back. Yes. (laughs) So, and, and they'll continue to work on the issues that folks have identified. But now there's two looks for Ravelry. So that's interesting. (laughs) It's so funny. It parallels my job. We have a an email client and we are doing the exact same thing in our email client right now yeah modern or classic but i was 
I have daily headaches and this week has been really bad for my head. And when I opened Ravelry, I only browsed for a little while and I just thought I just had a normal headache. So I didn't think anything about it. And then the next day tried to stay on Ravelry longer and was reading comments in our Ravelry group. And when I was reading all the comments about headaches, I was realizing my eyes were like pulsing and throbbing. And I thought, oh my gosh, it's actually the interface. And as soon as I toggled out of it, my eyes instantly started to feel better. So it literally had a physical effect on me. I was amazed. Yeah. Yeah, I did notice that I was blinking an awful lot when I was reading through forums on the new interface. And I assume that's trying to combat some eye strain going on there. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So I don't usually get that happening to me. So that was surprising. But like I said, there is the option now to go back to the classic Ravelry and Cassidy, bless her heart, very responsive. Mm -hmm. I have to say, I feel bad. Oh, all the work <laughs> that, that must have folks, gone into it. Yeah, I, I feel bad. And it, it's not a complete and total failure because the team will continue to improve it, I'm sure. If you've been on Ravelry since the beginning, one thing you know is that the Ravelry team is very responsive to any comments or problems that users generally have. So I have faith that we will all get through this and everyone will get through this. (laughs) Those of us who are change averse. (laughs) Yes, exactly. No, they've, the Ravelry team has always been very responsive and very, very good about making Ravelry accessible. That's clearly one of their clearly they desire to have the site as accessible as possible. So kudos to them for that. And we'll, we'll see what happens. And completely switching gears, but I just called myself change averse and that's not actually true. (laughs) I am a little bit change averse when it has a physical effect on me like that. But in general, I'm very open to change and I am still doing the learning about systemic racism in America. And I wanted to share some resources that I've been taking advantage of for reading and listening. These are resources that I picked up from various articles, various websites, various Instagram posts. And speaking of Instagram posts, if you haven't already watched it, Gigi Made It is her Instagram name. It's her name's Gay. And she has an amazing video on Instagram called Stand in the Gap. I highly recommend that as a resource. And some books that I am reading and slash rereading, White Fragility by Robin DeAngelo is an amazing book. It's It has taught me so much about how ignorant I am, first of all, things that I didn't even know I do, that society does, etc. And we actually, my, Max and I went down to Bookshop Santa Cruz to try to buy some copies. He wants to read it and he prefers real books. I have it as an ebook, and I want to buy it for my friend Melissa, but they're all sold out pretty much everywhere of this book. So that means that 
a lot of people are doing some educating, self-educating. So I'm very happy that those were sold out. The other book that I have read and am rereading and working through the workbook is Me and White Supremacy by Layla F. Said. Very, very good resource. And I just started one audiobook form called So You Meet, I'm sorry, So You Want to Talk About Race by Ijeoma Olu. I might have mispronounced that and I apologize. Another very good book. I'm only partway through it so far, but wow, very high impact. It's, I'm super impressed and learning a lot from that. Some podcasts, I know, of course, you're listening to us, so you're probably a podcast listener. A really good one is 1619, How Slavery Transformed America. It's a New York Times podcast, and it's amazing. I highly recommend it. It gives you a glimpse into all of the effects that we still are going through today because of slavery. Seen on radio, and that's spelled S-C-E-N-E on radio. Their season two, they did a whole series called Seeing White, and it basically is what is whiteness and how our society treats people because of whiteness and blackness and other colors. And the host actually talks to scholars. He interviews a man whose name, again, I'm not going to try to pronounce, but he's very educational. He I think he teaches multicultural studies at a prestigious university. I haven't re-listened to that one yet. I listened to it last year, but it was incredible. And right now, their season four, the same host and scholar are talking about democracy in America, so not directly related, but still a very, very good series. And then there's another one, American History Tellers is the name of the podcast, And that's hosted by Lindsey Graham. So if you listen to Dr. John and some of the other like true crime podcasts, it's the same host. And he talks, they have different mini series that are on different topics that are very wide ranging about history in America. Really well done, very well researched. And he did one recently on the Tulsa race massacre that again, was incredibly educational and definitely worth a read. I think it's four episodes, maybe five. And look through his previous episodes because he has a lot of little mini series that are really, really informative. So those were some resources that I wanted to share with everybody. And if you also have been enjoying resources or things that you think can educate people, please do share them in the Ravelry thread for this episode because I'm always looking for more. And another oh, another place that I wanted to mention, library websites. I have a remote access library card to different libraries around the nation. And most libraries that I visited have right on their homepage right now, very great resource lists for things you can get from the library. And again, if you have a library card, it's a free resource. They have electronic they have physical books, they have audiobooks, so definitely a great way to educate yourself without having to spend money. So just wanted to share those resources. Thank you so much, Gail. Yeah. That was awesome. All right. I think it's that's it for episode 221. That is. Almost time for Colors of Fall Little Long. 
Yeah, it's hard to believe, but here we go. It's already almost the end of June. Oh, I'm cringing. Yeah. Well, it's mid-June. Well, I'm not going to say end of it's, June. It's just been the year. It has. This year. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> stay safe, everyone. That's all I can stay say. Stay safe, stay healthy, and happy knitting. Happy knitting. Bye-bye. Bye. You can find our podcast on iTunes at Yarniac's Podcast. Visit our blog with show notes at Yarniacs.com. We have a friendly and engaging Yarniacs podcast Ravelry group. My Ravelry name is Knitter Ninja Shar. Gail's is Gaily Whaley. You can follow us on Twitter at Yarniacs or on Instagram at Yarniac and at Gaily Whaley.